0: Hey there, Vikings nation. Get ready to dive deep into the Skull State of Mind. Join our host, D. Woods, as he shares his unfiltered takes on all things Vikings. From expert game analysis to player controversies and everything in between. If you love the Vikings for better or worse, then you've come to the right place. So grab a drink and let's talk all things purple and gold. This is the Skull State of Mind podcast. Welcome to the Skull State of Mind podcast. I'm your host D Woods, and the Minnesota Vikings pulled one out in Atlanta. They are currently on a four-game winning streak and is one game above 500. I mean, this team is rolling right now. I mean, considering all the moving parts, you know, throughout the past couple of days with the quarterback situation, trading for a quarterback, Kirk Cousins going down, you know, for the season with Achilles injury, I kind of feel like this team kind of banded together for what I would call one of the ultimate team wins that I've seen the Minnesota Vikings have. So let's dive a little deep into it. I mean, first off, Jared Hall, prayers up to Jared Hall, you know, hope he can get our concussion protocol in the next couple of days or to a week. I really hope we can see him, you know, at center, you know, going down a line, playing quarterback or whatever. That's no slight against Josh Dobbs, but going into the Atlanta game, I was extremely excited to see what Jaron Hall could do. And also, you know, I wanted to see if Kevin O'Connell and the coaching staff was going to trust him and allow him to make his mistakes and actually learn from those mistakes in game and kind of grow as a quarterback. Because like, I don't watch a lot of college football, so I don't know like Jaron Hall's weaknesses or strengths, but I just was excited to see a quarterback, you know, at center that was different than Kirk Cousins that had, um, a different skill set. I mean, Jared Hawke is scramble, you know, he can do some of, some of the other things that Kirk can't do. And this is no slight against Kirk. Like Kirk is Kirk, Kirk is my guy. Kirk is a good quarterback, but Kirk's not here and he's not going to be here for the foreseeable future. We don't even know if Kirk's going to sign another contract and be here next year. So I was kind of like really excited to see in this game what Jared Hawke can do because like you never know. And it's like I said in my other vi- videos that basically – you got to have this this next guy up mentality because if you really sit there and you think about it like Kirk Cousins was drafted in what the 4th the 4th 5th round with Washington and they they took RG3 you know second overall so he was just basically there as a developing backup or whatever but when Kirk got his chance you know he he flourished and he got better he got franchise tagged twice you know i'm not saying this is going to happen to Jared Hall but i do believe that you only get so many opportunities to showcase your talent and be that guy. I don't know if Jared Hall is going to be that guy as of yet, but I just feel like I wanted him to take full advantage of those opportunities going forward. But Jared Hall, wish you the best. Hope you get our concussion protocol in the next couple of days to a week, you know, because I really want to see what you got on the field. And that play that he went down the field on with Alexander Madison, like, what the hell has that been? in the playbook. Like, um, I, I like that, and that was just something I could see that you can build on. And with the, the first drive that he had, I was like, damn, he kind of shaky. He looking like deer in the headlights or whatever. But when it got to the second drive, you know, he had that big play to Madison, he kind of calmed down. So I was like – I was excited, like, okay, we might have something here. But then, you know, he tried to scramble for the touchdown and got hit and out of the game. But let's move on. Josh Dobbs hype. All right. I am not going to be the bearer of bad news. I'm not going to sound like a hater or whatever. I liked what Josh Dobbs did at the end of the game, keeping us in the game. But you can tell, like, some of the the, the cadences was off or the, the, the play calling and the rock running and stuff like that. And Jerry Hall did account for three turnovers. So even though... You know, he won the game in a dramatic fashion. Those three turnovers, he kind of dug the hole for himself. So let's see what Jared Hall is going to do. Not Jared Hall, excuse me. Let's see what Job Dobbs is going to do this Sunday against New Orleans because we all know Jared Hall is probably not going to pass concussion protocol and Dobbs will probably get the start. So I'm not going to be too high. I'm not going to be too low. But – the guy has a spark. I can say that. The guy has a spark. He's electric, you know, especially the you know the breaking the, the breaking the, break the pocket, running plays, stuff like that. I thought that was pretty dope. But I want to see him actually get a get a grasp of this offense because I mean, I want to see our skilled players be able to contribute. I just don't want to see the quarterback back there running around. And there's no slight against him doing that or whatever. Because I do understand he's just got traded to the Minnesota Vikings on. Tuesday probably got with the team on Wednesday. So he's only had a couple of days to actually learn the playbook. So I can kind of see like, you know, why the plays was like that. But at the end of the day, Vikings band together. They won the game, another win, you know, notch in the win column. One game above by 500. So we got to keep rolling, baby. All right. We have some injuries, you know, um Sunday Sunday afternoon, KJ Osborne went out with a concussion. He got carted off. He seemed to be okay. I've seen videos of him in the locker room, you know, um, rallying teammates up for the, you know, for the win. So it looks like he's going to be okay. But you know, with the concussion thing, so I'm not sure if he's going to pass concussion protocol and be available for Sunday. Um, so we just got to look at the news and see how that goes. Uh, like I said before, Christian Darius didn't play, so um, hopefully. You know we can see Darrelle next um, next Sunday against against the Saints, but one big injury, a big blow. You know another guy out for of the season is Cam Akers. Cam Akers tore his other Achilles on Sunday. As you know, with the Rams, he tore he had the Achilles injury also that he was basically recovering from. I mean, he looked good. He looked a little shifty out there. You know, he looked explosive, but. He'll be going for the season, you know, also with Kirk Cousins for an Achilles injury. And that's kind of wild to have like two Achilles injuries in two weeks back to back. I just wish, you know, Cam the best and everything like that because I feel like, you know, the running game, I'm not going to say it was getting better. I was actually liking the fact how KOC basically was splitting the carries in the backfield. Basically, it was looking like 50% Madison, 50% you know, uh Cam Makers and they was actually trying to build some momentum. And that's the thing with running backs. Like, like you gotta be able to, you know, let running backs build some kind of rhythm back there. But with that being said, with Cam Akers going, I feel like we're gonna have to start seeing more of Ty Chandler. Um I don't know what the hell's going on with Nwangu Um I don't even know if they gotta bring in Dwayne McBride off the practice squad or, you know, find somebody else because it's I mean, I really can't say find anybody else because whoever's out there, you know, on the free agency market has been sitting for like nine weeks. So they ain't really in game time shape. So I think you're gonna have to just roll with the running backs that you have, you know, right now. When Ty Challenger does come in there, I do see him being a bit explosive and him having some bursts and stuff like that. I really don't know what it is that the coaches are looking for him to do, but as of him, like the ability of him like running the ball, even him playing special teams, you know, on a on kickoff was, you know, he's been kind of, you know, kind of good with that. So I just want to see how Kevin O'Connell is going to um, do this running game going forward. Now that Cam Akers is gone, you know, for the year. I w- me personally, I would like to see, you know, maybe this game be more Alexander Madison and sprinkle some guys in here and there, you know, just to kind of get them going. But, I just feel like KLC has to be a little creative and try to find some kind of ways to get this one this running game consistent, because I really feel like when you have young quarterbacks in Jared Hall, and when you have quarterbacks that, that don't really know the offense and Joshua Dobbs, the best thing that you can have as their best friend is two things. You can have a great tight end, which you have checked down with TJ Hawkinson and you can have a consistent running game. I think that would help the offense move in the right direction. So, um, I'm, I really want to see how Kevin O'Connell is going to, you know, take the situation going forward. Now that we're talking about Kevin O'Connell, um, I got to give Kevin Kevin O'Connell, you know, his just due, because I really feel like with what happened with Kirk Cousins last Sunday, you know, with the Achilles injury, I feel like Kevin O'Connell and the coaching staff kind of banded together. They figured things out and they – they had a game plan against against Atlanta with Josh Dobbs, and you know that's what they're supposed to do, but no one saw that Jared Hall was going. No one, not no one saw. No one, no one thought that Jared Hall was going to go out in the second draft on the second drive and be gone for the rest of the game, and Josh Dobbs would have to play. I mean, they they it's, it's the reason why they traded for Joshua Dobbs because they thought he could contribute stuff like that, but they had – I feel like the coaching staff had no idea that Josh Dobbs was going to go in there. So I give Kevin O'Connell and the coaching staff some credit for basically like putting the pieces together and still putting able a game plan where the Vikings can be successful and basically, you know, win the game. So, I, I mean, I criticized Kevin O'Connell multiple times about his his coaching structure and his play card and stuff like that. But this this was a game where I said like, damn – Kevin O'Connell is that dude because he basically was like, okay, whatever we got to do to win this game, we're going to do it. And they did it. And then speaking about winning the game, let's talk about the defense watching that game. I feel like the defense made a lot of plays and the defense was like the the consistent factor with this team and the defense kind of kept. This team, the defense kept the Minnesota Vikings in the game. Like they were playing balls out, lights out, whatever you want to call it. I mean, Brian Flores, what he's doing with this defense, considering that there's a lot of the same leftover guys that was with the, with the Vikings team last year with Donatel and they couldn't seem to get done. It's like Flores' schemes, it's like, you know, he'll blitz some guys for a second and then next thing you know, he'll drop eight in coverage and you don't know what to the ball And it seems like, like, he was only bringing three rushers multiple times throughout the game and they still were getting home, which is fucking dope. Like you, you only bringing three guys against five and you still getting to the quarterback. So I was just, I think this team is like, it's like rallying together. They believe in these coaches, like the, you know, the culture in the locker room is, was real dope right now. Like I can, I, I really, really see that. And I think this defense is kind of like, it kind of flipped like, you would think, like, going into the season, basically that the offense was going to be, like, this this high-fly, potent offense, and we, we haven't really seen it yet. So, but the defense has been the most consistent, keeping the Minnesota Vikings in the game, and i got to give it up for Brian Flores for coming to the Minnesota Vikings and actually fixing this defense. What I am worried about is... Can we please keep Brian Floyd for the next two to three years? I understand, you know, he has a lawsuit with the NFL, whatever. But I do think that down the line, Brian Floyd is going to be real, real, you know, meticulous to the point of where, like, he's going to find the right job for him. And I really feel we might have Brian Floyd for the next two years waiting for the right job. All right. Looking forward, looking forward. The Minnesota Vikings will play the New Orleans Saints, the Denver Broncos, and the Chicago Bears, and then have a bye week at week 13. Man, right now the Minnesota Vikings are basically five and four. If the Vikings can squeeze out the next three wins, which are winnable games, they will be eight and four going to the bye week after starting the season on three. Like they would basically solidify a playoff spot, you know, that six-seven spot or whatever. We still don't know what it's going to look like, you know, with Detroit or whatever, because we start playing them when we get back from the bye, you know, multiple times at the end of the season. But who would have thought like there was there was talk, you know, first couple of weeks of the season that Vikings should should blow it up. You know, trade guys, trade assets and stuff like that. But the thing about that, which is kind of different, is because kind of difficult is because players don't want to tank. GMs might want to tank for a draft pick or whatever, but players ain't going to tank. And it seems like this team, like, the closer and closer they got to the to the trade deadlines, like, they just start playing better. They start bending together. I mean, shit, that win against, you know, the 49ers, like, nobody saw that coming. But it's like I said before, like, if the Vikings can win these next three games into the bye week and go into the bye at eight and four – you're going to have a playoff spot. Like, you're going to have the six or the seven playoff spot. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Detroit, but the division is going to be up, up for grabs. We don't know that yet. But just for them to be in contention or whatever, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. I, I'm not finished. Like, I hear – I see a lot of people on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, you know, on the Instagrams or whatever, basically saying, like, they're getting this um, Case Keenum feel. Not yet for me. Not yet but I'm just saying, like, man, through all the adversity this team has had, you know, going, you know, beginning of the season and losing, losing close games and, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. And to be eight and four, if they can be eight and four, you know, with their bye, man, they basically salvaged the whole season. Like for real. They basically did. So I hats off to Minnesota Coaching staff, hats off to the players and stuff like that. And think about it like this though, right? We don't want these. We don't want these four games without Justin Jefferson. We don't want one without Kirk Cousins. Just think, you know, if Joshua Dobbs or Jaron Hall, considering who's the quarterback, once they actually can get acclimated and get their feet wet and kind of learn the offense, and then you get Justin Jefferson back, I mean, this team might be a force to reckon with, you know, going down the line. But that's all I got for you guys today. Um... Schedule, you know, subscribe to the podcast. See me on X. See me on Instagram. You know, see me on Facebook. All the social media. Keep me up if you got any questions for me and stuff like that. You know, I really appreciate it. But I'm out for right now. Skull baby. Thanks for tuning into the Skull State of Mind podcast. Take a beat to give us a five star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next time and don't forget to follow Skull State of Mind on all social media platforms to keep up with all the news and updates. Thanks again for listening and as always, Skull Vikings!